Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. And we are live. The inaugural annual championship Hang on a minute. It can't be inaugural and annual. Isn't inaugural first? I don't know, is it? Oh, it's not Yeah. Even. So if it's annual, that means it happens every year. Am I right? Someone will correct me in the chat. Oh, sorry. Mate, listen, I'll, I'll just try and go Literally some words. And interrupt clearly, the host within 10 seconds. Sorry, I'm going to shut up. It's, it's clearly backfired on me. Inaugural, <laughs> that's what that means. Well, it's the, okay, it's not the inaugural. Then. It's, it's, uh, we've done a few of these, mate, and we're going <laughs> to gonna get your input because we know you're an Ipswich fan, but... You're very, very well respected now, and I was just saying to you how well you've done um, with your channel because it's not on—it's not an easy audience to crack when it's not just about one team, is it? And you've absolutely done, not. You've no, done really it, well, mate. You've done really well. So there is rumours circulating around Bermondsey and, and surrounding areas that you are a bit of a secret Millwall fan. You've got a little <sighs> bit of a soft spot. I get accused. It's what football fans are like. They're like. They're like really needy sort of teenagers. You, you say something nice to them, and they and they like they think they fancy you. So um, obviously, back in the day when I was starting doing vlogging, I think it was seventeen, eighteen, and you guys went on that mad run, didn't mm. you? Nearly made the playoffs first season, brilliant under Neil Harris, and you always seemed to be on on Friday nights. So I was always able to get down to the down to the games, and yes, did get a bit of a. Bit of a soft spot then, but no, Ipswich is my team. But no, big, big, big lover of going down to the den for sure. Mm. Talking just quickly about Ipswich, obviously we played you Saturday. I know you was you was working, so you didn't get the opportunity to watch the game. But I thought you looked really good, mate. I thought you looked really good, Ipswich. I think if you was a neutral looking in, you wouldn't have struggled to um, know who was Championship and who was League One. We've had a bit I of a shit show with managers in recent years, but you think you sort of sorted out now going <sighs> forward? We just like the we're just destined to fail though, aren't we? It's, that's the life of being an Ipswich fan, isn't it? So and generally with pre-season, um, normally the better it goes, the more worried I worried I am. You know, the first game's coming up, you know, mm. have a couple of good results and um it never really parlays. And I suppose, especially if you're you know the way that um how sort of abrasive and hard to play against Millwall. It doesn't translate well to friendlies, does it? Do you know what I mean? The style doesn't. 
No. Well, listen, just you've uh, you've you've sort of brought it round to a, a question I've got for you because yeah, uh, friendlies. I just actually, funny enough, I just watched your last stream with the Coventry guy, mm. and he said they won seven out of seven friendlies. And you went, well, that that means they're destined to lose. Only <laughs> yeah, one exactly. Yeah. What's your stance on this? Because I understand that it's mainly about fitness, um, but we look really strong in our opening friendly against Palace. But since then, we look like we've got no rhythm. We look like we, you know, no shape and understanding between players like. But, two players going for the same ball, the next two players leaving the ball for each other. So it's, I found it a little frustrating, if I'm honest. But yeah, what's your stance on, on friendlies cause, um, as, as a whole? I think it depends on the context of the club. So to speak specifically about Millwall, I wouldn't be worried about it in the slightest because your manager's been in there for ages. So you're not worried about the pattern of play or the, the message. If they don't know that by now, then, you know... True. It, Something's something's wrong, and and like I said, Millwall have um, made a very good um, sort of game over recent seasons of being hard to play against. And when when you're in a friendly, and you know the, the best you see of sort of Gary Rowett is where he comes up against a good team and he frustrates them and nicks a goal, and then frustrates them more and nicks another. Well, not normally another goal, but normally just the one goal, but. So I, I wouldn't be too worried in terms of, um, you know, especially being as the manager's been there f- for a while. And it's not, let, let's be honest, it's not, and I don't mean this in a disparaging way, it's not about, oh, we need to get this passing routine, you know, sorted out between the centre-halves and whatnot. They they know what they're doing now under this management. So, um, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be too worried. I'd be more worried if I were, you know, a supporter of a team that, were trying to do something and the manager hadn't quite implemented it yet. Did you see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I see, see what you're saying, mate. Yeah. As I said, I love, love having you on because it gives a little um a little different from an outsider looking in, although you've got to say you are a secret semi-Millwall fan, mainly Ipswich. 75 <laughs> Ipswich, 25 Bill Wall. <laughs> a funny thing you just said there as well, it's not really to do with what we're gonna look into, like the depth of our squad and the other squads in the division and, and the league in general. But you just said we frustrate. And then we nick one. I think as a fan, you always want what you haven't got. And I want us to be more excited. And I see you say often, Swansea played lovely football, probably around yeah. beautiful, but they finished, you know, they was really struggling six, at one point. Came six good, places still, below you guys, yeah? Yeah, so it depends. Yeah. Now, I always say not entertaining enough, but what I want, do I want nice passing and eight, nine league positions lower in the league or do I want what I've got, you know? I think I think it's a balanced answer. I don't... If I don't think any Millwall fan would sound selfish if they said, "Come on, a, a few, a few fewer draws." Do, do you know what I mean? Just in those last ten minutes, you'd rather lose a couple of those games and win one rather than draw all three. Sometimes, wouldn't you? But yeah, yeah, the, exactly. the points number is the same, but you know, you get the you get the glory, um, the glory of the win. I don't. By the way, it's, it's not a bad thing. You know, there's many ways to skin a cat, isn't there? You know, many ways to to play to play football and um you know you've got a very sort of trustworthy experienced manager at this level haven't you yes mate a lot of love for benjamin bloom in the chat there you go um benjamin's a legend your knowledge is ridiculous and then a little bit of love for you and hate for me all at once look good to see the great double b benjamin bloom alongside dan's double d's i think they're referring to my breasts there mate and that my is mom, mom. very disrespectful <laughs> meve storison that, surely that's a Cardiff profile now, isn't it? Hey, no, we like. Well, mate, listen, we'll see how we go. It happens it, in so our Dan, Dan, quickly, what um, what what are you guys um 
so when you meet Steve Morrison, what's the what's the atmosphere and the and the feel like? Are you still supportive of his work? Are you talking about the real Steve Morrison? Yeah, Steve I'm Morrison? talking about the real Steve. Oh, Morrison. Because right, there's one in this chat, and this is an ongoing thing. Yeah, look, I think. Yeah, I wish him all the best. I, I just don't know how he's going to fare there at Cardiff. It's actually one of the questions I had for you because mm. what we're doing is we're saying, oh, we bought five players and we're really going for it. But in comparison, I recorded the preview today for Stoke. They've had in seven. Cardiff have had in 12, which I think potentially could be too many because we see Neil Harris do that in the 17, or 18 season or 18, 19 season where he brought in 10 new players and it took, took a long time. Morrison's a winner and he's obviously saying the right things to the board. He's obviously got their backing because I, I was surprised he didn't leave it in the last season. But he's obviously talked him into giving him a budget and um, 12 new players in, yeah, I'm sure we'll support him, mate, just not for the uh, 90 minutes uh, of the den that he comes. But he was a bit of a volatile one with him the whole way through, even when he was playing for us. Well, he, gave it, he gave it back to you guys, that's didn't right, he? That's why I loved him. Yeah. Go, you and he'd go, fuck off. And people <laughs> go, he can't say that. I say, well, he, he has. And I think that's why it worked with him. But, you know, I wish him all the best, mate. But Cardiff, I don't know. I think they could be struggling. They, could, they got Shea Ojo in, who was on loan at us when he back in the last season. How do you yeah. see Morrison doing this season? Well, I agree with you that sometimes it's better to bring in four to a stable stable group than yeah. it is to bring in 12. But Cardiff wasn't a stable group, was it? They had, um, well, obviously, Harris as well, didn't they? So it's Warnock, Harris, McCarthy... Um, and they're trying something, trying something different now. I like I like Morrison from going and watching him and Gregory up front in that in that team, you know, back under Neil Harris. But he's got to, he's got to knit it together quickly. The only issue I've got is I look at the twelve, and I think do you see one super quality um, player in there or a, a lot of numbers? But um, I, I think they'll be okay. I, I'm interested. Can I ask you one more? Did you ever think you'd see Neil Harris Gillingham League Two now? Surely he's too good to be managing down there, isn't he? Well, again, that's that's going to be a very mixed one in the chat. I, I, I always feel that Neil Harris gets a little bit of unfair criticism from our fans. Again, he was another one that would give it back. I remember someone said once they was sitting behind a dugout and they just had a pop at him. And he turned around and went, if you don't like it, fuck off down the road to Palace. <laughs> yeah. It was like, oh, what? You can't say that. But you can say that. That's just the character he is. That's why he succeeded. Me. That's why Morrison has. And I think he, he should do a, well with Jills in League Two. Though, he? Now. I mean, he had a massive uphill task. They, he's recruited a couple of ex-Mill boys now, including um, Ben, or ben Thompson. Ben Thompson. Was there, and they've got a uh, yeah. Peter, hasn't he? I think he would have stayed if they would have stayed up. He's now got his Sean Williams as well. Yeah. Who, despite his age, I think for that division, is going to be... Superb. I think a few of the few of the regular punters on there. I see one of them put the other day that they've actually to go up at seventeen to two under Harris. But mm. yeah, I think listen, he's a proven manager in the, in the, in, the, in League One. I don't think he was out of his depths in the, in the Championship. I think no. his no. methods were maybe slightly dinosaurish, if that's a word, mm. along with Norgal. <laughs> well, Norgal was a word. I just used it in the wrong context, but. Um, <laughs> But uh, listen, before we crack on with the show, let Ben have a little drink because he's um he's been working hard. But uh, super chats are open, by the way. You can donate to the channel, and anything that comes in tonight will be split between myself and the great man on the other end of the camera. Oh, Sixteen to come. Yeah, that's Bowden. I think that's good value, don't you? It's might be work. might be playoffs, might not be, but top mm. it's top three in League Two, isn't it? So yeah. you know. And I see, um, I see Aidan O'Brien, he, he left um, Portsmouth, didn't he? he was at Sunderland. And I thought, oh, 
million percent he's going to go there, but he obviously went to uh, Shrewsbury in League Two. Mm. But no, he's got to be worth a punt, Harris. Um, getting back to Millwall, what, what, mm. what was your thoughts on Millwall before we get into what's happened over the summer? I finished last season. Was you expecting that? Was you surprised? Um, I predicted you guys to be in the playoffs last year. I think I predicted sixth. I thought um, one step further. Um, I just brought the table up here. So in the end, there was a bit of a gap, wasn't there? Um, and we say this every year, Dan, don't we? Look at the spend, look at the budget yeah. in isolation and you see ninth place and you're like, no, that is good. But I think it was, um, you'll correct me <clears throat> if I'm wrong, I think it was a particularly strong, I think you must have gone up five, six places in the second half of the season. So I think it was a particularly strong second half. Mm. Um, all I'll say is, and we'll talk about this season, Last season was, I think, more open. You see Luton and Huddersfield getting in the playoffs. And if you're a Millwall fan, you think, you know, talking about spend and size and, you know, expectation, you would think, you know, I'm sure all, all the Millwall fans in your in your chat are going to be, okay, if it's Watford or Norwich or Middlesbrough or whoever, you'd think, okay, uh, with a fair win, we can compete, but they should be able to outspend. But when it's Luton and... Huddersfield, you sort of oh, could that have been could that have been us on a on another day? But I think we were talking about it, Dan, going into the um, sort of last day of the season. You still, I know it was away at Bournemouth, wasn't it? Mm. But you still could have got in there. So big picture, it's great that the club is just always well. Three out of the four seasons now, isn't it? Has been Ooh. top ten, eighth, ninth, that sort of thing. I've just got a sneaking feeling this season that those five parachute teams in Middlesbrough, look, one of them might crash and burn, mightn't they? I yeah. I think they might be quite dominant. Um, I think the I think money might talk this year, which might be hard for a Luton or a Millwall mm. or a Swansea coming up from you know Coventry. You know, all of these teams that are seen as well run, yeah. you know, and not as wealthy as the parachute teams. So, um, but I'm sure we'll talk about the the recruitment. Um, there was obviously the you know the, the this talismanic player that we knew was going to go out and i think you well you tell me um is it a net gain are you stronger now even though wallace has gone i think that's a question that we may not know the answer to but one i was definitely and i think a lot of the fans are definitely interested to find out did actually want to know because as you know you know what we know as, as fans of mill if Wallace didn't play well, we didn't play well no. a lot of the time. So we're sort of focusing and relying heavily as players, as a manager and as a fan base on all eyes on him. What's he going to do? If he turns it on, we win. If he doesn't, then, you know, if he doesn't turn up on a day, we might as well not bother turn up on a day. So I think that it's an answer we definitely want to see, you know, a question we definitely want to see answered. Um, I think it's going to do us good because I think it's going to make us more of a, we got good togetherness anyway, but I think it's going to make us more of a team, you know, and yeah, less of you, a. Do you remember when Norwich had? Do you remember when Norwich had James Madison, and the entire yeah. tactic was give James Madison the ball, mm. and they were better when he went because it was, you know, he was a great player. But so it can work sometimes if you got this guy who's very good set plays, and the type of player Wallace was good dribbler, good set plays, good long shooter. Often it's, oh, Wallace has got the ball now. The attack's going to end with him having a shot or a cross or mm. yeah, a dribble. 
Do you know what I mean? So sometimes it can bring the best, but look, let's let's not be deluded about it. Um, would you rather have Jeb Wallace in your team or not? You'd rather have him in your team, wouldn't you? So, uh, yeah. but it's going to be interesting to see um, what um, Fleming does, isn't it? Um, yeah. What do you think of um, what do you think of him going to West Brom? Obviously, originally there was talk of Besiktas, uh, mm. then it was West Brom, then there was rumours of Burnley, Blackburn. Do you, you know, he's obviously they've doubled his wages allegedly. Do you think he's made the right career move there? Or do you think they're going to fail with him in the side? Um, has he got kids? Has he got wife and kids? Wallace, do you know? Yeah, he's got he's got twins. Yeah, wife and little twins. So look, financially, if they've doubled his wages, you you know, none of us can argue with, you know, if 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 someone offered you to close down Lions TV and pay you double what you were making from Lions TV to start up, you know. Um, the, the Lion Shack or whatever on another YouTube channel, we you couldn't blame you for for doing it. So in terms of his family and his finances, from a football point of view, um, it just depends on on Steve Bruce, doesn't it? If Steve Bruce is um, anything like the Steve Bruce that got hull up and you know um, when he was at Wigan, he was very good, mm. wasn't he? Um, he was even good on his last run at Sheffield Wednesday, so. You would think, and we talk about Millwall in the playoffs. Well, you tell me now: is Jed Wallace more likely to finish in the playoffs with West Brom this season than with Millwall? He's probably more likely with West Brom, isn't he? With they're a year two parachute team as yeah. well. I think. Um, you know, I, think that's, talk- I think a lot of our fans were more of the mindset, and it's quite a. For my, for me, it wasn't the right mindset. Well, we finished above them. It doesn't always work like that. Yeah. They came down. It was their first season back. Probably a little bit of a reality check. They had big issues with with their manager. I believe he got sacked mm. after we beat them at a den two nil. Uh, Valerian Ishmael was that what their manager mm. was? Yeah, and, yeah. And my sponsor, this... we mentioned him before, Mister Ego Elevators. <laughs> he's got a lot of um, he's got a lot of business contacts up in that area, and they're all West Brom fans. So every year, he he hires out the entire um, executive lounge, and he has a meal for two hundred people, and everyone comes down. And so, obviously, the tables were all mixed in. We were sitting with a lot of West Brom fans, and the guys we were sitting with was like, we, we, hope, you, we hope you beat us today, then it'll be gone. Then it'll mm. be done. We want him out, you know? So, it's definitely a bit poisonous in and around the club. Mm. But, look, it's probably the time of... He wasn't going to get a Premier League move, I don't think. I don't think he was quite that quite there yet it was always going to be a top end championship club parachute club etc um so i understand it i i understand people talk about loyalty and you know do you want to be a big fish at, at mill i suppose the disappointment is i think we often look and see a player run the contract down and you you kind of are like look you could have helped the club get a fee you know and make a bit of make a bit of money back it's give and take but it is what it is, and we—I mean—we never know with the Millwall players how long the contracts are or what the what the options are. Millwall are normally very sturdy, though. It's normally sort of three years and a year's option as well. But to be fair to him, he saw it all all through. They—I mean, you'll know better than me whether they got offers to to cash in, and you know they—that yeah. was the road they choose they chose to take. But I don't I don't blame him for doing it. It's a shame you couldn't get a you couldn't get a fee out of it though. Yeah, I think at one point he was going to go to um, when Savile went to Middlesbrough. 
there was talk of him going in a joint 15 million fee and that didn't happen. But people say you should have sold him then. But the argument is in terms of what we got out of him after that was 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 good service and us establishing the championship for a little bit longer. Look, I don't think anyone's got an issue with him leaving. It's just the fact that, you know, he, he gave everything for the club right until his last performance. I just I just feel for him a little bit. You know, I would rather to I'd rather have gone to Forest than sat on their bench and at least I'm in the Premier League to give it a try. Gone to Besiktas. He's played in the championship for a long time and it is what it is. But look, he's gone. Let's move on to our new signings because there'll be mm. one you won't know a lot about. Um, there's one we know a lot about, of course, Benicophobia. But the other three, George Honeyman, Hull, and I said you've got a soft spot for me or what? I used to see you do, I think, because they was doing well. A lot of uh, Leeds videos, mm. used to focus on them with Bielsa especially. And, of course, we recruited Charlie Creswell and uh, Jamie Shackleton. So what can you tell us about those boys? Shackleton's really good. Yeah, really? I really like him. Yeah, so Shackleton, I've seen play fullback both sides and central midfield. Look, obviously, he was often used as a substitute, and you saw that Leeds team play. Everything was like thousand miles an hour, and yeah. um, Millwall's going to be played at a different pace. We know that with with Rowett, but really like Shackleton. Don't know a lot about Cresswell, but if he's trained with that lot for three years, he should be decent. And um, obviously, Ballard went off to Sunderland for, we think, two million quid as well. So that was what you're up against then. A phobia is a no-brainer. And we've been saying you needed you needed a goal scorer for the longest time. And I think he had his best season in years. Honeyman, I liked um, at Hull. I thought Hull were better with him in than, than without. And he's a very solid, very on-brand Millwall sign-in. And yeah. Fleming could be a complete bust, could be absolutely brilliant. It depends how he settles, doesn't it? It's a bit of a gamble, that one, but it's an exciting yeah. one, isn't it? It is, mate, and I've got no, I've got no issue with it. I've said for years in, in you know videos that I've done, we're a championship club. We're not the most favourable um, championship club to, you know, other... If you play for, for example, a, a middle to top-end championship club, no disrespect to us, you're not going to leave that club and come into a meal, are you? So we're not going to get Premier League players. We're not going to get players from our own division. And even now, you know, with social media being how big it is, you're not going to go and get a Lee Gregory from Halifax or a Steve Morrison from Stevenage because even right down to the, to the National League South now, the money they're on and the exposure oh, they get. Stockport last season spent a ton. Wrexham as well. Ago. Yeah, National League, yeah. So your options then for me is you either go abroad and take a chance or you try and home grow your own talent. And I think in Fleming, we've took that chance. Um, I'm pleased because... Rowett likes to go for players he's, he's managed before, and this is something completely different. But he is 23. He does need time to settle. He showed moments of magic, and he's shown moments of Uwe Fuchs. And you probably won't know who Uwe Fuchs is. I know um, who Uwe Fuchs is. Okay. <laughs> of course I do. He, he, he joined Millwall in 1996, something like that. For, you know, was on loan at Middlesbrough, scored 11 in 19 games. Come to Millwall, I think we signed him for like 750 grand was going to be the next big thing, him and Chris Malkin up front. And we, they started calling him Uwe the Duvet. He spent more time on, on, on his back than he did than he did kicking a football. So very, very interesting one. Could we, oh, can I pick your brains a bit more about Shackleton? Because, you can. Can I just quickly say something about Fleming? Sorry, mate. Of course. Yeah. So if Millwall are a regular top 10 club, right, and I'm 23 and playing in Eriva, sorry, Eredivisie for... Fortuna, and I can't get a move to a parachute club. I come and play in England in a top ten championship club in London. 
that's great. That's the that's you, you'd love to be that. You you can say to this guy, look, come here. If you tear the championship up, you know, it, you go off to the Premier League by all means. But we want fifteen million quid for it, and yeah. you know, we can give you a London club and top ten championship football. That's what. That's I think that's good. Good in the growth. Sorry, go on to Shackleton. Yeah, I just. You said there, you seen him play wing back both sides. When when we were signing him, obviously watched his showroom. He looked like a very similar to Danny McNamara type player, right wing back, very pacey. Could also play centre midfield. When he played the other night, we was loads of subs against Hamabi, the Swedish side. Loads of subs coming on and off, and there's a little guy centre midfield. He's pinging it around with his left foot. And I said, oh, "Hang on, that's, that's Shackleton. I'm sure, he's right footed, but he looks he looks equally competent on both feet, is he?" Um. I don't, I don't know in terms of um, equally confident on both feet. All I'll say is if you've trained in that Bielsa style, you should be able to keep the ball. Even if you're a fullback, you should be able to keep the ball better than most championship central, mid, central midfielders, shouldn't you? It was always his energy I liked. They used to bring him into games and um, you'd see him. I mean, Leeds didn't used to play wingbacks per se, but the fullbacks were always way over the halfway mm. line sprinting up and down so um look I've, I've mentioned him about five times i'm a huge bielsa fan and if you've got a player steeped in that you're expecting them to be technically very good good in tight spaces be able to do everything at 100 miles an hour and look after the ball and they just don't get near the team if they can't so i think it's an exciting one and it, i think it might be fun to see him in um see him in central midfield and it's you know it's no disrespect to your central midfielders there, but, you know, would he be... Millwall under Rowett are not going to be counter-attacking really fast down at down at wing-back, are they? Whereas, you know, he might he might be able to have a bit more of an influence at, at central midfield. So, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We've got an option to buy him as well, I believe. Really? Yeah, we've got the option to buy him, yeah. I think a, a big thing from this summer from our fans is... I mean, I put a video up about two, three days ago, and it... Okay, we didn't we didn't get either of those players, but uh, Ellis Sims and mm. the guy um, Hannibal, can't think of his second name from Man United. Yeah, and I put the video up and I made the fun now, and I was like, wow, but we were all linked with, and it, they was we was linked with it. it was good good sources to see us linked with an Everton player and a Man United player that we're now at this sort of level. I think Shackleton did choose us over another Championship club. We've got two on loan from Leeds. We're going into the foreign market. It does feel like we're actually. For me, the club has started to now believe that we could we could progress. Um, but obviously, the big problem is these, these parachute clubs. I was actually <laughs> telling my man about you earlier and saying you know the ins and outs. So mm. how many – because I think, obviously, you know your stuff. and You base a lot of it on these parachute payments, don't you? So can you explain – I don't know the full ins and outs. Parachute yeah. payments and what it entails and who the clubs are this season. So parachute payments, uh, they're bonuses in TV money that – <clears throat> excuse me, that teams that are relegated from the Premier League get. So next year, Millwall will make around seven million quid in TV money. If they're on, if they're doing well and they're on a little bit more, they might make a bit more less if they're they're on less. Yeah. TV money um on your FFP goes down as as good money. So it's not like the owner throwing in throwing in money. That's money that you can spend that doesn't count towards your FFP losses so it's really really yeah. worth having yeah a team that comes down from the premier league um gets three years of parachute payments 
unless they've only been up for one one season. So that's actually the case with Norwich and Watford. So they only get two okay. years of parachute payments. But those two payments will be... So remember, Millwall will make seven million quid TV money. Yeah. Those um, two clubs, Norwich and Watford, and nothing against Norwich and Watford, don't hate the player, hate the game. I'd take the money too if I were them. Uh, 45 million and then 32 million, I think. Um, now, so, so sorry, so now they've been relegated. Yeah. They'll get two payments over the next two seasons. Yeah, one per season. The first one is four, it should be about 40. To, so it's a percentage of the Premier League TV money that a Premier League team would get. So a Premier League team will get about 100 million quid a year TV money and yeah, they get yeah. sort of 40 percent and then 30 percent. Now, um, the people in who defend parachute payments and they are literally, believe me, I've studied this fans of teams receiving them. They are the only people that want to want to defend them, which I think says a lot. We'll say, oh, well, if you go up into the Premier League, you want to you want to have a crack at it and you want to sign some players and the parachute payments mean that you can help um, cater for those losses, to which I say, OK, fine. That's a kind of noble idea. Um, but that's not what happens um, because clubs save their money for a rainy day. They come down and then essentially... They've got f- five times more TV money than, you know, a Millwall have. Or, God, imagine being a Rotherham or Wigan. Sunderland's a bit different because they can make a shed load of money through um, gate receipts because they've got such a big fan base. But yeah. what it's done is it's made a little bit of a uneven playing field. And if you look at the identity of the teams, um, no. I shouldn't do this. I always do this. I say, you know, look at the league table. Don't look at the league table. Look at the balance sheet. The league table is the, um, to use a very clanging um, analogy, um, the parachute payments are like pouring way too much alcohol into your body. And the league table is the hangover. The issue is pouring the alcohol in, not what, do you know what I mean? There's the symptom and the cause, um, et cetera. So, what it does is it makes it very hard for a Millwall, for example, to get up into that top six, which does make it all the more clanging that last season when you had... So last season, where there were fewer teams because Norwich and Watford had bounced straight back. They've disappeared. So they're not they're not down here for the second year getting a year two payment. Right. West Brom then crashed and burned. So that meant that in those playoff places, there was only Sheffield United one parachute team and three open spaces essentially filled by Forest, uh, Luton and and Huddersfield in the end. But yeah, it it's it's really I mean we can complicate it. It's really straightforward. Imagine if you and I both were, you know, we've got to go and go and buy a house, both of us, and you've got five times more money than me. What what yeah, happens? Yeah. You're likely to get the better product and the I'm likely to overspend to try and catch up with you and take take a big risk so yeah that that's about that's about the size of it and for anyone that gets upset with me i'm not having a pop at any of the clubs that that received them um i just figure that we could have a better system and five times more money is too is too much for me that's really insightful because i you know you have told me bits about before but to to know that you know say for example norwich and watford don't go back up over the next two seasons they're going to get something like 75 million each yeah we're going to get like 15 yeah is that right? So that's, yes. that's crazy. Having said that, what you just said about the parachute payments um, last season, I feel that without even that in mind, myself and a lot of our fans went, do you know what's there for the taking this season? 
this the playoff place. Yeah, strong. for sure. Yeah. Do you feel that the the league's going to be a lot more competitive this year? I do. Yeah. So there's one more parachute team now. There's 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 going to be five. Obviously, we've had three relegated, and so last season neither Sheffield United or West Brom got promoted. Fulham obviously <laughs> cakewalk for for them, wasn't it? Um, I think Middlesbrough are going to be good as well with with Chris Wilder and yeah. They've banked a lot of money from selling Jed Spence, and I, I think they're about to sell Marcus Tavernier as well. So that's the equivalent of a parachute payment, isn't it? Selling those two players and bringing in thirty million quid. So that kind of pops them up. Um, yeah. Pops them up on a level. Um, Sorry, so the five, there's five, the five parachute clubs are now: Norwich, Sheffield United, Watford, Burnley, West Brom. Yeah. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey Dave. Yeah Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. It's not looking like a bad top five, that is it? Well, I had five of them in my top six. So yeah. Don't swallow it, don't swallow it, yeah. Yeah. So um look, it's it's look, someone will crash and burn. You know, some someone, you know, who knows? You know what Watford's owners are like. We don't know what company's gonna be like at um at Burnley. And Norwich don't have Buendia this time, who's just taken the Mickey the last two times he's been down with them. So you don't know. Someone might crash and burn, but you'd imagine. You mentioned West Brom and you said, oh, OK, Jed Wallace has gone to a team that finished lower down. But surely that was an outlier for them last year. They're not going to be as bad this year, even if you don't think Steve Bruce is, um, you know, as, as great as maybe he was. He gets a lot of hate, Bruce, but I think people forget that four, well, four championship like promotions. In a championship promotion. Yeah. He's been there and done it. And he maybe not Premier League, maybe, you know, he seems, he does seem to me, he's got a, 
bit of a not not me saying it's a bit of a joke manager into some. Do you think like it gets a lot of shit, doesn't it? I I just think you you can't have done um you can't have done that job for that long at that level and be a joke manager. Do you know what I mean? I just I you know a lot of us who sit and talk about football haven't set foot inside a dressing room. And this guy's literally lived, lived that for like 40, 50 years virtually through his entire career. So um, I'd, I'd imagine you get an uptick from West Brom back up into a, into a sort of playoff spot. But look, it's very easy for you and I to sit here and say that all the rich teams are going to um, finish in top five, isn't it? Well, someone, yeah. someone might, someone might crash. Yeah. <laughs> covered this earlier and you said this is a lot of what our fans put the argument towards when you say you know the, the structure is this that and a b and c and uh, you said it as well and a lot of our fans said it's actually written in my notes well luton did it mm. so why and how did luton do it was it just a culmination of team spirit and I mean, to, to, to be really, really brutal, and I don't want to get hate, Luton were better than Millwall last year, weren't they? You know, yeah. they, uh, What did happen, though, that a lot of people don't mention, is Luton had four weeks off in the middle of the season. I think that really helped a real big charge. But you look at the two teams playing, you, you, you mentioned the word excitement. You, I'm sure if you're a Millwall fan, you see Luton, they go for it, don't they? Get after yeah. teams in the first 15, 20 minutes. Really try and um, really try and take the take the lead. So maybe a little bit more attacking. And the thing with Luton as well, um, and, and Coventry to a certain extent, it's just this momentum. It's like five years of going up the period. I know you guys have had these, you know, big jump from winning the League One playoff all the way up to, um, and you know, really only one drop down. But it's easy to kind of get 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 a bit stuck, isn't it? Oh, we're we're a kind of second quartile championship team, and 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 that's that. Um, look, we'll 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 see um, in three or four years' time whether that sixth place for Luton is sticking out as their highest finish. But they're they're a good club. They recruit well, and you know they, they go for it. And they are a bit of a blueprint for your non non parachute teams. I I agree with I agree with you, and I don't, I don't think Millwall fans should look at it in kind of a jealous jealous way like you say try and try and emulate it yeah no no that, we, it's definitely not a jealous thing i just our argument is well look i think it's more aimed towards our manager and our club well look right you're saying he hasn't got the money but luton have done it sort of thing you know and that they are a good side luton uh you have such so unbiased and open it's refreshing funny i was going to ask you another question off air but i didn't get a chance because it was late um do you think you could be as unbiased if Ipswich, what's your plan? Ipswich get back in the championship. <laughs> I'll try my, I'll try my best. It'll be a little bit more difficult, obviously, won't it? But, but look, people seem to, um, and I, I'm not here to ask football fans to be unbiased. That's not my thing. Football fans love their clubs and they're emotional towards towards them. So I kind of sit here as something a, a, a bit different whereas I'll study a lot of clubs and call it call it down the middle and if everyone was doing that no one would be interested in what I was saying because everybody else would be able to say that but people you know your Millwall fans focus on focus on Millwall and maybe sometimes the likes of me can turn up and um, well, I'll, I'll never care or have as much passion or knowledge as 
you will have, but I might just be able to see it slightly differently. Mm. And I might exactly. say something and you'll you'll be like, you'll be like, oh, shut up, Ben. What are you talking about? And then five minutes later, you'll be, hey, do you know what? I think you might be right about that. And uh, my, <laughs> you know, my my passion towards the club is stopping me seeing it. So no, definitely. <laughs> well, I just saw that pop up. Rob Beeching, Dan, you and Ben in my box this season to do a live vlog, a game at the den. So what? I'm there. Exactly, well, there's executive boxes at the den, and I'm in one this year, Ben. I was going to invite you in mine for one game. He's, Rob, I've never been to the chat. He's, he's changed, hasn't he? Hey, in the exec, in the executive now, hob, hobnobbing up at up at West Brom. Good old Dan. Hey, he loves it. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, what I was going to say, I won't be down at the den. I don't think in August, but I will be at your game at Norwich, Dan. I don't know if you're going to that. At um, Norwich. Yeah, it's a Friday, Friday night. Sky, isn't it? Friday night. So, yeah, that's the first time I've seen Millwall. Um, were you going to see in the Norwich end? Yeah, but I can go to the Millwall pub beforehand, can't I? Yeah, 100%, mate, of course. Yeah. 100%. You're, you're one of the very few non-Mill fans that gets welcomed with open arms. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> moving on to what we've covered about the parachute clubs. Mm. Do you think without our finishes were underachieving. What do you think the best is that we can hope for next season? I mean, look, with a fair wind, Millwall's a well-run club with um, a sort of sturdy plan and a trustworthy championship manager. You know, there's with a fair wind, Millwall could finish in the playoffs. But my opinion is that there's a, because of the way the system is, there's a reliance that, a team that's richer has to cock it up a little bit. So, you know, like you said last year, it was up for grabs. It's got to be like that for, there's a feeling that it's got to be like that for Millwall to get in, doesn't it? That, mm. you know, if the, if the rich boys um, do their job properly, Millwall, Luton, Coventry shouldn't, shouldn't be near, should they? they? They'll be in and around the eighth, ninth, eighth, ninth, tenth. But, um, and I, I always say it, and it sounds like I'm blowing smoke, doesn't it? But, Look at the spend. Look at the budgets. If Millwall are in the top half every year, they're they they're doing well. And as as much as that, Millwall fans don't like to to hear that because you you want to be finishing higher and you see the playoffs and you think get yeah. in there, you know. Um, James Jenkins, fifty points for safety, and then see what happens. That is that is that is the ultimate aim. But I just think well, we've come so close a couple of times, and the, the carrot's been dangled. You're like, oh, could we? Could we? But no, I don't think you know. I think be very, be very pedantic, um, hey. Dan. Yeah. So safety for the last 10 years on average, 45 rather than 50. It's a little bit lower. 44.2 has been the average for 20 seconds, says my nerdy spreadsheet on the wall. Yeah, that would do us, mate. I think oh. that we want stability in the championship and a little bit of a cut run. But in some, so you get that carrot get dangled and you're just like, oh, could could we? Could we? So yeah. I've seen, I've seen, by the way, if you haven't already, I'm sure a lot of you have. Go and subscribe to Ben's channel. Mm, please. Get involved over there. I've, I've been watching loads of them, mate. Loads and loads of them. Um, really enjoying them. Not so sure about the, the picking of the Coventry kit, though, for you, for the top kit. You didn't like that? Well, who have you got up at the top? I like I like your kit this this year. Yeah, our away yeah. kit's lovely, mate. Our away kit's really but We haven't nice. done those. We haven't done those yet, me and the yeah. missus. But I like the, the line and the detail. It's really nice. Yeah. Yeah, I, I quite, to be fair, I know they've got shit colours, mm. but I quite like the Norwich kit the way it was. Um, I prefer the Norwich away kit to the to the home kit, I have to say. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so if you haven't already, subscribe to Ben's channel, mm. get involved over there, and um 
be all good. Germany 1-0. I don't know what that is. Um, the next question I was going to ask you was, of course, this season will be unique for one reason and one reason only. Is there going to be a winter break? The World Cup. Mm. What do you make of that? It's going to be weird, isn't it? And I'm, yeah. I'm going to do some clanging, boring football punditry and say it's going to benefit some teams. It's going to hinder some teams. We don't yeah. know who that's going to be. If you're going into it with key players injured, it's going to be it's going to be good. Re, rehabilitate them. We mentioned Luton already last season had four weeks off in the Omicron spike, um, and then won a lot of games after that. Um, someone like Millwall, I, you're probably not going to want to want to hear this, but I almost think Millwall is muscle memory and grind, isn't it? I almost want to keep playing, don't they? Really, yeah. you know, and Millwall under Rowett have been quite good at building up good streaks at home, uh, undefeated streaks, things of that nature. So, you know, may, maybe... Maybe for a Millwall, it doesn't it doesn't work quite so well. But look, even playing field, everyone's going to get the break. And I tell you what, that's one where maybe a few of the parachute teams are more likely to have players going going out there. I'll have to look and see who's going out there from championship clubs. But there will be players, won't there? So, um, yeah, I, d- I don't know what your feeling is on it, but I'm wondering as well. Normally, we've lost, what, five, six managers by the time we get to November, I wonder whether owners are going to wait right up and there'll be a big managerial merry-go-round oh, during, yeah, cold then. during yeah, November. Maybe. So yes. it might it might work in that respect as well. No, knowing our luck, we'll be absolutely flying and, and then the break will come. There's no <laughs> way we'll be on the back of a seven straight defeats with nine injured players and then it will land. That 100% will be absolutely flying and then uh, they'll go, sorry, none of that. On a... On a you know, championship perspective aside, people can say, "Oh, it's going to be it's going to be rubbish because you know well, it's not going to be summer." But I love a I love a little Sunday pub in the winter, don't you? Imagine all crammed in a little pub with a fire on and watching the games. I think that'll be that'll be a nice part of it. As long as as long as England are doing good, I don't I don't think we care, do we? That would be you know, if people talk about World Cups and Euros and stuff. It it all depends on those five, hopefully six matches. Seven would be amazing, wouldn't it? Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting one, um, and <laughs> it's going to benefit somebody. But I can't tell you who that who that is until we get closer. Very true, mate. Very true. Just a couple of things I've noticed. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter, and they're not they're not pundits. They're not YouTubers. I, I see one part the other day, a, a Coventry fan, and then I think it was a Preston woman. Just that everyone's predicting their top things, and a lot of them are putting Mill in the top. Mill put Mill in the top six. Hmm. Do you think Mill now are like established championship and they've they've lost that tag of, you know, they just kick him side. They just don't shit aggressive. Do you think people now are actually appreciating that, you know, we are an established championship side and we are in with a realistic shot? How can you not? You look at the league finishes. It's like I think I can remember these. It's like eighth. That one season that you mentioned where Harris signed a load of players was twenty first. Then I think it's like eighth, eleventh. Ninth. So the proof's in the pudding. You can't, you can't finish what four out of five seasons in the top. It must be the top eleven, mustn't it? Someone fact check me in the comments on on that. But the, the proof's in the pudding. That is the definition of an established top half side. Eighty percent of the last five years has been spent in the in the top half. So it's <laughs> it's just that trap, isn't it? Of 
okay, what now? Do you, you know, do you try and, because you and I have been chatting for years and it was always, right, when do you cash in on Jake Cooper and Jed Wallace and bring in four players for your for your promotion push, et cetera? And it's ne- never quite been like that. And you don't want to see Millwall spend a load of money and it not work and sack the manager and they're down worrying about relegation. Oh, thanks, Joshua. Yeah. So um, it's it's the, the what next. And do you just hang in there like you're saying and wait for that opportunity to come up? Because we all know... If Millwall get in the playoffs, nobody wants to go to the den in a playoff away game, do they? So there's getting to that playoffs, there's a chance of Wembley then, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. This is coming completely off subject. I've got it written down here because I've just picked them out, not random. I've seen a lot of people saying Millwall are going to make the playoffs. A lot of people are backing Reading to get relegated. Now, Alex Ray, ex-Millwall legend, is assistant to Paul Wintz there. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, good mate of mine, ex Mill legend Tony Warner, is now the goalkeeper coach there. So I just, I, I know Alex Ray, and I know, I actually know mm-hmm. points as well a little bit, but I know Tone well, and they're just not the sort of blokes that are going to. I know this sounds, might sound a bit stupid because it might be out of their control budget wise, but how do you think they're going to fare Reading? Because they seem to be getting absolutely hammered about their kit for one, <laughs> and two, like they're going to, no, nah, Reading are going to finish bottom, but I, I don't know. I don't think that's going to happen. I have, I have a list of I've, I've studied this, Dan. I have a list of things that relegate clubs. Um, okay. Owners relegate clubs. Size relegates clubs. Bad luck relegates clubs, and chaos relegates clubs. And when I look at Reading, I had them in my bottom three as well. I see I see the ownership and the chaos thing with the FFP and the. I mean, they're basically under a salary cap this year, um, yeah. and. You mentioned Wallace going to West Brom. John Swift has gone to West Brom as well from Reading. And their other two mid- central midfielders, Josh Laurent and Andy Rinomota, have. They've got two very good attackers, Yaku Maite and Lucas Zhao, who they struggle to get on the pitch regularly. If they get those two on the pitch, it was always last season, if they get John Swift, who's now gone, and Lucas Zhao on the pitch together, they'll be, they'll be okay. Those two will get goals and... Um, but I think a lot of people, there you go, ready to finish rock bottom, Millwall Tube. Um, I think a lot of people look at chaos and the owner as as well. Fair and, enough. Fair you enough. Know, I think, think that's where that, that that's where I'm a little bit naive and I've never made no bones about that. I don't and really also, Dan, sorry to interrupt, into... mate. We just we just did the last five Millwall seasons. Look at the last five Reading seasons. There's one seventh place, but it's twenty-first, nineteenth, seventeenth, twentieth, you know, it's it's bottom six, and you, you know what it's like. You you can't be. It, look at Birmingham as well. It's, sooner or later, the you know, there's the straw that breaks the camel's back, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. That's the thing with Birmingham. For years, I mean, we went up there a few years ago. Beat, I think we beat two nil on the day, or one nil. Fred on didn't score for us, and um, my mate come out was doing fan cams, and he and he he's not even that sort of bloke, Joe. And he's like going, people keep saying they're a massive club. They ain't. They ain't a massive club, and it got so many views. People, a lot of people, Birmingham fans, going, "Yeah, you're right. We're, we're not. We, we're not anymore." And I think you got that mindset, you know, about Forest, and that, they are a big club. They're massive. They're massive. But I was in the championship for twenty years. Hmm. I remember many a final day. I think um, Birmingham stayed up one year at Bol- uh, Bolton. Yeah, Bolton the last Gattis, day. Yeah. And they're yeah. not. They finish there or thereabouts every year, don't they, Birmingham? But well, okay, so. 
let's talk now about, I asked you to list your automatic, your playoffs and your relegate. Mm. I said, if you haven't already, check out Ben's um, 1 to 24. You give your complete predictions. I'll actually put that in the uh, description below afterwards. Yeah, that'd be where great. Do you think yeah. We're going to finish. I, I've obviously watched this video, so I know mm. uh, your Millwall take. So let's start with Millwall first and then we'll do our predictions. So wh- wh- where do you think Millwall will finish this season and, and why? So I have Millwall finishing eighth on yeah. the basis that I think the top six might be a bit of a closed shop with those those six we mentioned. So the five parachute teams in, in Middlesbrough. Luton. The strange thing about Luton is they finished um, sixth last season and they've got a better squad this season. But I've got them finished since seventh because we think West Brom might be more competent and Norwich, Burnley... Watford, you, it's hard not to yeah. put them in there. So, so my argument is that Millwall will, you know, keep doing what they're doing. And look, the the, the hope is that if you're a Millwall fan, that someone <laughs> f's it up, frankly, in the you know of the <laughs> of the rich teams. Yeah. But but then there's also there's also a, a, a Swansea who could click and shoot through couldn't they there's Hull have spent a load of money you you don't know it might not just be Millwall vying for vying for that so in in the most boring sense you you think you know what you're going to get from Millwall nice and consistent nice and solid good at home will go on good runs won't get beaten too many times and will be quote there or thereabouts um and then then the hope is from a Millwall point of view that you get one or two incompetent welfare welfare teams, but yeah, that's my my rationale. So I've got you going up one place from ninth to eighth. I think Blackburn, who were above you last season, I think Blackburn will regress. The manager's gone and um, the captain's gone, and Rothwell, the central midfielder, um, has gone as well. Um, can you just put that? I hate those comments. You cannot predict any positions this early. Yes, we can, Ronald Matthews, because of free speech. Uh, we can do what the hell. We, you cannot predict any positions this early. We can there do what the go. hell we like. Yeah, I, I, it's such a reductive, um, reductive argument. Of course we can. Yeah, we don't know all the information. The transfer window closed, but don't well, shut but down. Free turn the lights off and go in there, don't we? Yeah, exactly. Let's all wait till the end of the season. We'll just read the final league table and we'll be done with it, shall we? Ridiculous. Well, I think I think you're right. I think you definitely just saying that video made a lot of sense. You said Milwaukee, and this is why our fans love our chairman. We're very, we do things very softly, very softly. But then mm. sometimes you get a club that come in and they'll start, you know, it's like, you know, what's it called? They'll monitor. And they'll, for us, it's difficult because we're going at a nice steady pace and we are moving in the right direction. But say so you get these parachute clubs coming in and out of nowhere, they'll just go absolutely crackers. So I, I had us play somewhere between 8th and 12th. I think I said this before, a lot of our fans, and first sort of couple of weeks, everyone was going mad. I mean, the club are posting stuff like, Tyler Bury's got a new trim, like, and we hadn't signed anyone. <laughs> Everyone's going, fuck, he's a <laughs> Sign some players. But like, they wasn't helping themselves. And then we sort of got Fleming, which was big for us. Then we got, um, you're getting back to the comments there. Then we got um, <laughs> Honeyman and a phobia again, a phobia come back. And, and, then, and then a couple of Leeds youngsters. People were very excited. But as we said, all clubs are doing this now. So I think, I think realistically, between 8th and 12th for us as well. Remember as well, Dan, there's going to be a big backloading um, because of the transfer window and the early start of Premier League loanees as well. 
So you might have done your business earlier. Other yeah. clubs, like you suggest, might catch you up with some other loans and you'll, you'll look and you'll be like, oh, their business looks like it matches up um, a little bit now. Especially okay, the- sorry, that's interesting we, because our business isn't done. We still need, in my opinion, a left back, left wing back and another striker. What, what was that you said there? Because that's another thing that you're going to enlighten me on about loanees from Premier League. Well, I just I just think that um, there's a longer gap this this year, isn't there? So we start yeah. a week earlier, but the transfer window closing hasn't been hasn't been moved back. So the Premier League clubs have got a lot longer to take a look at what they're doing in terms of their own squads, etc. So, you know, it might be they might be thinking, oh, is this youngster we're going to register him or are we going to loan him down to the championship? They might not decide until the middle of August. This year, sense, and, mate, yeah, it's a very, yeah. very good point. That, and I think and when, when that you've got any sims, that sorry, Dan, to interrupt. When you've got yeah. the old Aston Villa um assistant now working at QPR, you'd think, okay, he uh, might be first in line for some nice Aston Villa players, etc. And you, you wonder whether they're you know whether they're going to be going across. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, mate. What you say it's a really good point because I think that Ellis Sims from Everton he went on their pre season tour. Um, and was he, I think, from what I read in the press, a lot of fans were expecting him on Twitter and stuff to be playing. And Lampard didn't use him in either game. So now he's come back and he's now free to leave. But I think he's decided to go back to Sunderland on, on a year's loan. But yeah, I think that maybe maybe we're waiting for that then because there was a left-back from West Ham that apparently is very good but can't get a look in. His name's Longolo. Longolo, okay. I think his name is. Um, but we are a left-back. In my opinion, it's still a couple of players short, but we shall see. Okay, for the benefits of those who haven't seen your one to twenty-four video, mm. could you give us just your teams that you'll think go up automatic, and I'll give you mine. Feel free to join in, in the comments. Yeah, First two automatic it. places, and yeah, just um, uh, on the basis of what we're saying um, uh, a few minutes ago, all opinions are valid, and um, please feel free to use your imagination and um, yeah, make predictions, which is which is fine. Um, so look, boring as hell. I had um, Norwich and Sheffield United in the top two. Um, Norwich, I just feel have got the most experienced manager out of the three relegated teams. Okay, can he do it without Grealish? We'll, we'll find out. You know, we'll find out this season. I think Campwell might come back and be good for Norwich as well. Still got Pookie and she's got muscle memory. Sheffield United, I've got second. But what I'll say is, if they don't replace Gibbs White output, and if they sell Sander Berger, I might be reviewing that, which um, uh, Roland or whoever it was in the, in the chat will, will, will like because I didn't know everything about everything today. And when it changes two weeks down down the line, in the playoffs, um, it's a game you, you'll you'll say it's uh, safe as houses predictions. I've got the other parachute teams in Middlesbrough, so I've got Watford, um, Burnley, Middlesbrough. And West Brom in the playoffs. So I've gone. I've gone with Norwich and Watford, just because that's just mine. Seem very generic, yeah. But Norwich <laughs> and Watford. I, I don't know what problems Nor- uh, Watford are having, but they just seem a little bit that level above. Looking forward to going to there this year because obviously the one year that they was down, we didn't get to go because it was during COVID. But we've got Luton away. I tell you, you can if you if you're about, you should come with us. We can go Luton away. Um, I did. Um, Luton Millwall a couple of years. That was Neil Harris's last game, wasn't it? I did that oh, a couple yeah. of years ago. Yeah, 
It's a strange little place that, and it was a lot. Always, always around, tasty when Millwall turn up, isn't it? Oh mate, they'd definitely be closing the road on that one, won't they? <laughs> but this is this is on my kids' life. I went there last time. I crashed my car. <laughs> Sorry, I, um, I got a parking ticket. Right, so the crash cost me around five hundred pound. No, uh, the no, parking no. ticket cost me sixty quid. I don't think I paid that yet. And then we got we got stuck in the ground. I got a police cordon, uh, like all the way back, like walked miles out of our way. So it's, it's a crazy little town. Yeah. But I love the I do love the stadium, but yeah. It's a so career, I got, anyway, I got Norwich and Watford automatic, West Brom, Sheffield, Middlesbrough, and Swansea. Wow, that's bold. I love it. Playoffs only because at one point the back end of last season, they come to us and that we was trying to press them and we was playing into their hands. They were just playing it around. The, Swansea's started, interesting, Dan, isn't it? Because all of the, all of the, you can make a really good argument based on the data. That they're not going anywhere, but you look at it and you're like, "Hang on a minute, they've got good striker. They've got this philosophy. They keep the ball really well." And we're all saying, "If, if it clicks, if, if. they could win a lot of games." But there's no hard and fast. Oh, their XG's really good. Oh, they went on this great. It's not there yet, but I, I don't. Yeah, um, I, I love it. I like bold predictions. Mine aren't bold. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I just from my old gambling days, mate. Sometimes I just like to go from the heart. That's probably yeah. why I'm bankrupt and these will be wrong, but <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, so wait, I mean, that's quite an obvious, there's some big clubs in there. And in relegation, I've got, um, I've gone for Bristol City. You always get one. Wow. Little, one. I've gone oh, for I Bristol love City. it. So bold. Bristol City, Rotherham and Birmingham. Oh, poor old, everyone's got poor old Rotherham to go, but they've sold their top scorer and one of their centre-halves who played 40 games back to Sheffield Wednesday. So I had Rotherham... I don't want Rotherham to to go down because I hate all this yo-yoing um, business. But um, I went for both Reading and Birmingham. You know what we were saying? Look, keep finishing in the in the bottom six. You know um, they might they might go. So I went Rotherham, Reading, Birmingham. I'm probably going to be wrong. I, I look. I don't think Reading and Birmingham will both go. But um, yeah, that's 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 where I am, and um, it's just a bit of fun, isn't it? We know what we know now. It'll be a completely different landscape when the end of August when the window closes. But all good fun, isn't it, Dan? Yeah, you don't think in Bristol City then, no? No, no, I don't think so. I think I just Pearson think they're a bit of a nothing have... side in this division. I don't know. They just the only way I think Bristol as well, there'll be nothing, would they? I think um, uh, yeah, Vyman was very good last year, wasn't he? Very good against you, wasn't he? Um, I yeah, think. Yeah, the only way I think Bristol City drop is if you add chaos in, and that would be Pearson getting a getting in a bad mood and resigning or whatever, and leaving could him in the lurch. Him, could, it, could happen with his head could it, blow at any minute. It could, it could, but I I don't see it. But I've, I've, look, I had Huddersfield to finish twenty third last year. They finished third. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's always one little oh yeah su- surprise package. Where did they come from, Huddersfield? So they got, got Conor Mahoney off us this year. Conor Mahoney yeah. joined next day. Their manager left. <laughs> Bad times for Connor. Didn't even didn't even meet him, yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe it was him signing to spill their manager over the edge. Who knows? But all right, mate. Listen, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. Absolute pleasure. Yeah, I want to keep you any longer because I know you. That's that too. You you knock out some serious content. I say this to my <laughs> man all the time. Like I work hard, but you work ridiculously hard. And oh, fair place, you. mate. You're flying towards twenty four thousand subscribers. If you haven't already, please. Yeah. Subscribe to Ben's channel as soon as none of you donated, you type bastards. Um, and um, yeah, we'll be at so I'll be at 
Norwich versus Millwall. I'll try and get to the den sooner or later. Just depends how the fixtures add up. Um, honestly, I hope you get a, it'll be a Tuesday, Wednesday night, Friday night, um, Monday. A lot of them are Monday night now, but um, yeah, it'd be great to get back back down there. It's been a while since I've been down, actually. You're always welcome, man. So you ever want to um, you ever want to come in the executive box with me? Oh yes, do little, please. Do a little night commentary. Then yeah. we'll do that as well. But thanks a lot, mate. Uh, anything else you want to plug? Your channel? Go on, you, you do it yourself. You're better than me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you can see there it says, excuse me, repeating on myself, I'll have to do my plug. Um, at Benjamin Bloom, that's me on Twitter. It's the Benjamin Bloom football channel on YouTube. So you, there'll be like preview each week and review. I'm going to be at Huddersfield v Burnley on Friday night and I will be at Watford Sheffield United on Monday night as well. So... I'll be at two games this weekend. We do vlogs for um, both of them. So if you want to keep an eye um, on what's going on, and you know, I'll talk. I'll talk about Millwall, but I'll talk about everybody else's as well. All good fun. Brilliant. Thanks, mate. Thanks for thanks for uh, coming on again. You get, you're getting about the grounds now as well. Where you got Huddersfield? So it's Huddersfield Burnley. It's the big kickoff on um, Friday night, um, and then I'll be at Watford. Um, I've got my thing up here. I can tell you where else I'm. That is a trick. That is an absolute trick. Huddersfield, isn't it? Uh, I'm logging the tooth. I've done it too many times now. Just get a podcast on, get on the yeah. old M1, and away I go. I live in Bedfordshire, don't I? So I'm nice and um, yeah, yeah. In, in the middle to to get round to um, everywhere. I'm trying to think where else I'm where else I'm going. I'm at West Brom, Watford. Watford are on the bloody TV all the time. The um, on Monday that. Eighth, um, and then I think we're quite close to the Norwich Millwall game. I've, I've got a load of them. Um, oh, brilliant! Um, so everyone's got a bit here. You go, Mick Robinson. Well, done, mate, thank you very much. I was only joking about the payments, but there we go. You missed right. one as well, Steve Morrison up there. Oh, Steve Morrison so, loves to give me a bit of shit. There you go, your money grabbing bastard. Oh, we should, <laughs> should have comment now. <laughs> oh, dear, nice one, guys. Thanks for being again. Uh, cheers, everyone. Please subscribe to Lions TV. We forgot what my channel was called then. Come on, you Lions. Cheers, Ben. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 